Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. Perception versus the truth. This is Connecting the Dots with Matt Aaron on today's news talk, TNT Radio. All right, welcome back for our third hour where I'm very happy to be joined by my guest, Jan Velman, who has really, I mean, impressed me immensely by the work that he's done, his story, the the research that he's done, also not only on technology that he's brought online uh, over recent years, but also his deep research and analysis of how humanity has come to this place um, in order to better identify what is the topography both in the past, but also that we're moving into into the future that will help inform us as we shape and play a role in processes that need to be acted upon in a positive, rational healthy way in order for us to make it through this storm. So Jan, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. It's an honor, Matt, as always. Jan, uh, let me start this off. I, I We have a few things that I want to cover in the course of our, our conversation today. Um, let's begin a little bit with a bit of your backstory and also frequency medical pioneer. It's, it's a fascinating technology. It's something that I've begun looking at, reading the testimonies you've had Olympic athletes, some gold medalists giving really positive testimony to this this um, product that you've been able to create, bring to this world that involves utilizing a certain approach to uh, health um, that is underappreciated, let's just say it that way, and even, I, I think, even feared by certain corridors. Can you say a little bit of something about this? What is Frequency Medical Pioneer as a technology? How did you come to to recognize this as such a valuable thing to put your efforts into? And how does it work? Well, um, give me a time frame for that because I can talk easily. Okay. <laughs> Many so we have we have three we have three minutes. segments here. We we have we have a twenty minute segment, then we commercial break, then twenty minutes commercial break, twenty minutes. So bigger, you know, uh, you got to condense a bit. Okay. Condensing yeah, I, is good. <laughs> well, uh, let me emphasize one thing. Um, I always like to say that and make it very clear that I'm not a medical doctor, nor am I a scientist. Um, I am, my background is a, as an entrepreneur and startup entrepreneur, and also as a filmmaker. I was, I was doing both independent and mainstream documentaries for channels in UK in, and US for a long time, and also uh, involved he heavily in, with tech startups. Uh, I was one of the guys who uh, unfortunately started the crazy mobile gaming boom, uh, uh, producing all kinds of crappy content that distract us. Um, and 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 keep us keep us distracted and and for a very long time I was a typical uh, workaholic uh, junkie uh, jumping from one project to another classical story uh, you know chasing the dopamine hit as much as possible uh, becoming as distracted as as possible and and kind of losing the center of gravity of who I am and and what do I do and and in fact just chasing chasing money and chasing fame and chasing uh, results and success without really understanding what life is about. Uh, a, a classical ADHD beginning stage is psychopath. Let, let's put it this way. <laughs> MBA is education. So I, this, the background is important to understand because it, having been in that state of mind for a long time, I also understand people who work like that and think like that. The investment bankers and 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 the uh, uh, startup engineers, 
keeping themselves in this rat race. And the only thing that actually was able to kick me out of it was a dramatic experience. Um, and in my case, it happened to be a health scare. I checked into a hospital in LA and they gave me three days to live because of some type of unidentified microbial uh, strain that was um, superbug, basically, that uh, antibiotics wasn't able to kill. So they had to fly in an experimental uh, experimental antibiotic. But uh, the, to make a long story short, it, it kind of kicked me in the head when I was in my early 40s, 40, 41. I'm, I'm 57 now. And and completely, let's say it was a, like a Windows reboot, hard reboot, when you pull the plug from the wall and let, let the machine cool down and then restart it. And, and, and then you have to find your gravity center from scratch and think, what, what the hell have I been doing all this time? And first of all, because you are scared of losing your life, uh, you start thinking, what, what, what can I do better? And the first thing that I realized to my shock is that the doctors weren't able to help me. I mean, when I hit my head several times in, in my life or, or broke a bone, um, modern medicine is, a, is, is truly a powerful and magical uh, science which, which can uh, help us. But when it comes to chronic disease, uh, uh, loss of immune system, uh, chronic uh, symptoms, energy loss, ATP production, um, uh, etc. From cancer to cardiac issues, the overwhelming approach is to treat the symptoms. Um, not even treat the symptoms, but kind of suppress the symptoms. Uh, the ideal stage of, of a modern human being is, is kind of in a semi-stage of health and, and disease and, and getting them hooked on, on pharma and drugs and, and a lifestyle that doesn't really make us think proactively and independently. And the, I think this is the, the ideal stage of a modern, modern person today for the for the society and for the pharmaceutical companies and, and for the government. I, I think this is where we're at for most, most people today. So I was very lucky to have had this experience and then kind of getting a restart. And I spent a long time in nature. I actually left LA <clears throat> and I spent three, three years in Greece first in a very tiny little town, 300 people. No one talked really English. Uh, swimming, hiking, you know, Mediterranean diet, all fat, zero sugar, uh, and heavy movement, heavy sweating, and a lot of studying. I mean, I inhaled books. I got into alternative medicine. I uh, uh, met with people who uh, are doing similar research. So it got, got me on this path of, of, of studying what health is really about and and the gray zone between disease and health it's it's actually uh like zero to hundred percent um phase where actually most people today in in modern society are living in about 30 to 40 percent of their energy production capacity so learning from nutrition and movement and 
and uh, mindset and perception, etc. They were all became very important in this type of a regeneration of, of resetting your system and getting more energy. And during that journey, I, I came across a technology in Vienna, where I happen to be right now in Austria um, for a week or so of these really uh, cryptic big machines that looked like 1980s stereo sets and nobody had heard of them and actually the guy who introduced me to them was my ex-girlfriend's current uh, boyfriend so it was very strange synchronicity was was off the peak and and um I made a measurement with these machines and in eight minutes it gave me so much information about me, myself that it just blew me away because I had spent maybe 60, 70, at least 60, 70 thousand dollars in very advanced blood tests for a very long time. So I knew what was going on um, and I had no medical background, uh, but I had been studying alternative medicine and energetic medicine for for. Uh, about eight, nine years by then. So a light bulb went on in my head. And, and what, what, was it, what was it uh, detecting? It was picking up your well, magnetic it, fields it, or, or it, what was it, it picking up? It was able to detect, first of all, it does a full scan, 200 million measurements, and it, it's able to detect inflammation in certain parts of the body. It can detect lymph system blockades. It can detect energy flow blockades. In my case, I was able to detect uh, strains in certain parts of the body that no one knew about. I knew about these injuries. The, it was also able to detect certain bacteria by name and viruses that I knew I was dealing with. And I also was dealing with a parasite issue. So it listed uh, the, the parasites, uh, both unknown and unknown. Um, in in that and, first scan, and this this it. was purely from the machine reading and giving you yes, an, an, purely, an purely really? using subtle, very subtle sure. currents that ping the body on two hundred million frequency spectra several thousand times, and they it kinds of kind of measures because every part of the body, every cell, every organ, every microorganism has a very unique individual spectrum frequency spectrum. So when you flood the system with these frequencies, you are able to get a kind of an echo uh, space of what's happening there, how well are they communicating, uh, which areas are using low energy, which are using excess energy in the system. So it's, it's a massive and in instant mapping that just blew me away. Um, and my first question was, how is it possible that this is not being used by modern medicine? And I think this question started my journey into into understanding the the history of medicine from early late 19th century to today. After 1910, the Flexner report, where they suppressed all alternative medicine, from homeopathy to uh, to uh, uh, all the different aspects, uh, mm. and pharma took over uh, after 1910. You know. Oh, including actually a lot of the elec electric and electromagnetic devices that were quite popular uh, late 19th century. And all of that was deleted, more or less, and suppressed. Um, so what I found out is this suppression has been going on for so long. And 
the gentleman who had taken the lead in developing this particular technology was a German uh, former neutrino physicist who put together a team late 70s, early 1980s, combined the personal uh, computer technology, which was done just then accessible to these people, and took these old, uh, combined the everything they knew about electromagnetic and, and subtle current therapies and measurement and used probably over 30 years, well, starting 1980s. So by now it's over 40 years of development in, in developing these machines. And I, I think I was lit up in two ways. One was I really wanted to dive into the possibilities of this because at that stage, knowing what had happened to me, I was kind of driven to help other people with nutrition and counseling, et cetera. But this, this was a very fast way to get a reading on someone and say, they said, you need to detoxify, you need to do ABC, and, and we can do another measurement in a week and see how, how the progress is. That's a very powerful way to guide people into health. So that was one aspect. The second was entrepreneurial aspect. I realized that if we could make an agreement with these people and, and, bring the cost of the machines down into something wearable because they were big setups costing over a hundred thousand. Uh, so it started the journey of miniaturizing some of these uh, solutions uh, into wearable forms and also um, finding a very specific patented material that was able to retain some of these subtle uh, therapies in a silicon uh, crystal magnet magnetic mixture that lasts for over six months, up to two years, in fact. And that's what we're doing in the US. In, in 2020, uh, we started this business online uh, under vitalfield.com and realized immediately, I knew that I wouldn't get much results by trying to explain the science. Uh, most people would not believe it anyway. So actually what we just decided to do is say non-invasive, non-chemical, safe, because there's no side symptoms, side effects from using subtle electromagnetic therapies. It works or it doesn't, but there's never any negative effects. So um, what we realized very quickly is that people were very passionate about it that we had only a less than 3% return rate. We said, if it doesn't work for you, if it doesn't give you an advantage, send it back, money returned, no questions asked. And that, that got us on a journey in 2020, at exactly the same time when COVID pandemic started. Um, so we had a lot of uh, uh, challenges in, in, in building the enterprise. But right now, after three years, it's safe to say we have uh, hundreds of thousands uh, of of cells uh, sold, and we are in cooperation with Porsche Design Company to create the next generation electronic wearables, where you can use um, mobile phone to download specific therapies into into uh, uh, into these devices and use them in a targeted way. And I think there's also a future of of miniaturized diagnostic machines that are mm. uh, you know people have access to in and can bring to their homes and offices get measured see what they can calibrate in their system what you know if there's a high toxin yeah. state and and you can this way customize these therapies individually 
So that's where we're at. Now, this, this is that, that's thank you so much for that introduction. We're going to take a quick break now to listen to some commercials, and then we're going to come back to TNT's Connecting the Dots very shortly. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. Too many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Surtout que je m'y attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. The conversation continues. I don't believe it, and I think that's a terrible position that I am in, that I don't trust my government. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. We're back with Connecting the Dots. I'm here with my guest, Jan Bellman. Um, Vitalfield.com, that is the place to go if you want to explore a lot more of the technology that you were just hearing about. Uh, Jan, before we shift gears a little bit, I was hoping you could say a little bit more, because so far, when I looked at your website and looking at the different uh, science, how that you came to this, I find this all very fascinating. There's many different types of devices that people could get with that emit different frequencies. Um, now, what you're saying that up until now, whether what sorts of of ailments do people do 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 your devices help people with as far as different frequencies that help facilitate uh, um, remedies or not remedies, but improvements in health? Uh, is it just like yeah, how many how many different types of ailments do you do you deal with? Well, the the big machines. If you come to a cl clinic, there's about twenty eight hundred clinics in German speaking territories. Um, oh, these yeah. machines can address 
and have actually thousands of different uh, uh, treatment protocols. Uh, but if you boil it down to layman's language, um, well, it's hard to boil it down to layman's language, but ultimately we've, we've been taught always that everything is a chemical reaction and, and counter reaction. Um, but if you look at the body, you have 30 trillion cells, you have 100 trillion microbes, you have uh, maybe 700 trillion viruses, you have an infinite spectrum of fungi and, and, and uh, uh, other microorganisms, and you have the organs, and you have this massive symphony orchestra, which is co constantly looking for homeostasis. So we feel we are in one body, but it's actually a massive communication of different entities. And, and health, the way I understand it, in, in a very humble way, is it, it has to do with how well the body is communicating with itself. If the information and energy transfer between cells is functional, then they are always uh, regenerating. You know, we have constantly, even a perfectly healthy person has constantly cancer cells, but they're getting zapped and they're getting regenerated and replaced. Only when the, when the the energy in the in the body is going below self-sufficiency do we get these chronic issues which are persisting because we have not enough energy and what it means basically is that the cells are unable to communicate and and exchange information in a way that helps them regenerate throw out the old uh, uh, cells and uh, mitochondria and and uh, replace the uh, dysfunctional ones. This is what's going on. Millions and tens of million cells every mi minute regenerating. So it's all about the energy and it's all about the communications. And this communication happens in with very subtle electromagnetic and, and, and fields and currents. Mm -hmm. And um, you, it, it's measurable, it's real. It's ridiculous that we are not discussing it in modern medicine. We do scans, electromagnetic scans, but we are not using it to heal or analyze the health and the energetic condition of the body. We're just spotting, you know, tumors left and right uh, with these machines. And then we're cramming these people with drugs. But the reality is that we are an electromagnetic uh, wonder uh, energy system. We radiate up to five to seven feet around us this this what we call vital field um, you have several terminologies you can call it chi or prana or uh, energeia uh, the greek used to say and and the philosophy of how we address uh, healing is not them more this product is going to heal you it's going to help specific areas to communicate better and this way to regenerate so from the wearable mm. things about 70 percent of the market is related to pain and the pain uh, there's thousands of different root causalities but ultimately most of it is relating to inflammation in the body persistent inflammation or injuries um mm. so how do you what happens in an inflamed body the the cells um uh, are restructuring um, and they need a lot of communication what we do what we can see in biological tests is when we apply these cells in a in in a, in, in in a controlled setting 
we can see 25-30% faster regeneration in the areas that we are targeting. And pain is a very broad system, but it still works. Uh, the standard modality, if you buy, buy a known pain cell from us, it works in hundreds of cases, sometimes very quickly, sometimes it takes a day or two to calibrate, and people don't have to use painkillers, which is a big, huge advantage. Uh, the, the other areas have to do with activating certain modalities, the vagus uh, system, for example. So you're better able to rest or sleep uh, or specific inflammation that's not pain-related. We have about two, two dozen model modalities we're selling as standard solutions. But ultimately, you, know, you can do a scan of the body and you can create an individualized program for you that's targeting that very specific uh, issue that you are dealing with. Mm. And can people wear like multiple different things if they if they're suffering from a, a few different ailments? Is it safe yeah, to have multiple different question. devices yes, going on at the same time? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that you cannot. That's one of the beauty of, of this industry is that you cannot overdose. You cannot harm. And I think that's the you know, original uh, intention of, of medicine is do no harm and we can do no harm with these devices they are so the the fields are so subtle uh, that they're barely measurable with modern equipment and it's actually if you you can you can measure the electromagnetic field of a tree for example and it's about the same intensity and it turns out that cells uh, respond to this very subtle uh, uh, intensities really well because you can pack a lot of information there but when the intensity is higher like for example if you're next to a mobile phone 4g 5g then it's destructive to the cells very slowly but cumulative and uh, uh, damage is quite quite certain if you're constantly wearing a cell phone next to your head for example so that's yeah, a yeah. different type of intensity it's an electromagnetic field but it's like a a street drill, you know, just next to your ear. So it's destructive. We're dealing with very subtle, like a Bach symphony orchestra, where the, the body gets information and is kind of calibrating with new information and thereby uh, is able to self-heal better than, than in normal circumstances. A lot of the challenges in modern lifestyle is that we are not dynamic enough. We don't move enough. We're not grounded enough we're not touching the earth we're not touching each other nowadays uh, either uh, we're not uh, connected to bacteria anymore we're sterilizing constantly these are huge mm -hmm. issues that are cumulative and multifactorial and are part of the root causative issues that drive the modern modern uh, chronic disease epidemic and and that's that's where we want to be active with these solutions yeah I like I like how you you describe that as symphony. Um, and we, when you think of the world from the standpoint of electromagnetic waves, waves of different types, audio, visual waves, there's so many different ways of recognizing that uh, uh, we do live in a wave-based reality that, that opens up the door now to thinking about um, harmony, dissonance. When do, yeah. when do frequencies, when do, when do they, they complement each other? When do they interfere with each other destructively? Um, and many people listening to this, I know we're, we're often inclined when discussing electromagnetic magnetic activity and biology, we tend to only encounter the negative interpretations 
the cell phones, the the destructive aspects of 5G uh, tech, other things like that, which make people, I think, a little bit afraid of uh, the rea- of, of electromagnetic fields, which are everywhere. Yeah. Even if there was no technology, we would still be an electric circuit. Everything would be magnetic fields everywhere. So to think about technology from also a positive uh, use with an appreciation for the positive frequencies that relate to the natural uh, what's naturally going on in, in a, in a healthy body. That's a really, really invaluable exercise to do. Absolutely. And, and yeah. actually Sorry. I was just reading your book, Matt, which I find awesome. Um, and there you make the same observation about the universe. You know, the, some of the scientists who discovered that there's a lot more than a, a, a Newtonian motion going on between the planets and how the harmonic spheres of how the planets move, etc. It's also electromagnetic. The entire universe is a is a symphony orchestra. It's a symphony orchestra. It's, it's a beautiful way of thinking about it. It changes the type of universe we think we're living in and also it changes our own um, self-universe, right? When we think about, well, what are we? What makes us? Um, everything kind of changes and is given a much more healthy space to move and imagine within. And I know in your in your works, and thank you for for putting in the little plug on my book. I appreciate that too. Um, but in in your works, in your lectures, I, I've I've noted that you have placed a big emphasis upon the idea of a particle versus wave based view of reality, both in science but also for our identities, how we look at our history. Um, could you speak a little bit more about the shift of the particle based versus wave based worldviews that you are encouraging people to investigate and think more about? Yeah, I, I think um, this is very key um, to broaden not just the medical solutions into the electromagnetic sphere, but also our thinking of understanding, not just logically trying to analyze, but feeling the the true form of the body, spirit, uh, and mind uh, being an, a, a frequency, uh, really a co- composition, uh, because... Once we start thinking about that, then we also um, understand that we are we are like a two-way radio station, and and when we meet another person, they come within five feet from us. We are influencing their field; they are influencing our field. Uh, couples who have lived for a very long time, I can see from diagnosing them that they are matching a lot of a lot of different uh, aspects of their both problems and 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 strengths in, in their fields. So the idea that we are living separately and dying in a cold universe, um, the particle universe, where ultimately everything ends because of entropy, um, this is ingrained in our thinking. And it took me a very, very long time studying, reading, but not just analyzing, I had to get through a kind of a breakthrough phase of feeling these things as well. And I, it may be that my numerous uh, um, Amazonian medicine um, sessions helped in that a little bit because it helps you connect with living things and the universe um, and the native Aboriginal thinking, the old shamans, etc. They understood this naturally. That we are all connected you know it's just not not just the spiritual fluffy way of saying we are all connected but it's really true once we start grasping that and feeling that and 
when we do, it starts changing the perception of why we mm -hmm. are here. It also, it's also very empowering because suddenly you're not just, you know, you're much more than a machine programmed by DNA. You have a set life and this is your code and this is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. You can actually program yourself by putting yourself into a field of signals that you you feel uh, is your path. If, if you choose to think in terms of waves, if you choose to think in terms of particles, you're going to go the standard route. You're going to book some insurance uh, for yourself and make the safe choices. And if you feel the field of life and the interference of how you can structure and constantly evolve yourself, um, then the universe opens up as possibilities. And, you know, it's very important because I'm, I'm, I never identified myself as, as a spiritual person. And a lot of these people I thought very often is way too fluffy for me. Uh, but it, I think there is a possibility of understanding connectedness in the scientific terms, in scientific terms that have been suppressed for a very long, that you also talk about a lot, and that the universe itself, it's not a cold, uh, infinite uh, doom of entropy. It's actually 99% a plasma, intelligent, electromagnetic, current, self-organizing, syntropic, syntropic instead of entropic. Mm -hmm. And once we start feeling that and connecting to that, then we don't feel so alone. We don't necessarily feel uh, that we, ha we have a dark destiny. When, when we don't feel that we have a dark destiny, then we don't act like uh, psychopaths. Uh, we don't necessarily, you know, start thinking in terms of a Darwinian uh, survival of the fittest um, uh, concept. Instead, we start thinking of compassion and community and helping, uh, etc. naturally. And I think we are now in a, in a phase where spirit and science, they need to come together. We are in a bad situation for over 100 years because the type of science that was taught to us and the type of medical science that was forced on us has has caused a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, the nutrition. That's the that. That's an understatement. No, no. There, yeah. there, there were decisions that were artificially made uh, before we were born. That I'd like to talk a lot more about as we come back from a yeah. commercial break. But this is, a, I think, a great place to just like pause out. Yeah. So let's that's listen great. to a few a few commercials, and we'll see you all in a few moments. With his expert analysis and opinion, this is TNT Radio's Timothy Shea. Stop letting leftists set the agenda. Stop letting them turn nothing burgers into the most pressing issues of the day. Stop letting them use words like inclusion, equity, fairness, and diversity as cudgels to beat you into submission. Stop bowing, stop scraping, stop bending the knee, and stop giving them what they desire, an abject apology, assuring them that they'll get their way and everything will be fine. Because it won't be fine. That won't be the last complaint. Every time you submit to them, you encourage them. You give them more fuel for their next attack. And it will go on for decades. The Onondaga Nation complained to Syracuse University about the Saltine Warrior mascot in 1978. And here we are, 45 years later, the Onondaga Nation is complaining to Liverpool High School about using Warriors as their athletic mascot. 
For 45 years it was fine, but now all of a sudden in 2023 it's not. Stop giving in to this culture of destruction. From MAGAinstitute.com, this is Timothy Shea for TNT Radio. While serving in Afghanistan, I was hit by sniper fire. The fighting was so intense, the medevac chopper was barely able to land. In the hospital, I was given a 5% chance to live. It's a good thing math wasn't my best subject. Today, I visit classrooms and share my story. I talk to kids about dealing with life's struggles. I tell them, with a little help and a lot of work, that you can overcome any challenge. DAV helps veterans like Adam get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. I know that some struggles are big and some are small, but they're all struggles, and you have to learn to get through them. With support from DAV, more veterans like me can live their best life. And as a new father, I have one more reason to keep on keeping on. My victory is being there for the next generation. Adam Alexander, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. TNT Radio. This is Connecting the Dots with Matt Arrett on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. I have a um, some old collectible uh, Scientific American uh, magazines. They're, 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 they used to be printed in the 19th century more as newspaper formats. And it's fascinating to look at, well, what was cutting-edge science in the 1880s that was being promoted? Um, and there's articles on there of electroculture, uh, the different innovations of of putting little uh, electric poles into your garden that would induce greater uh, plant growth. We had, uh, there's articles in there on uh, on the electrical benefits of different frequencies in health science. There's a whole different paradigm that looks nothing like the world that I was told we evolved into as the superior civilization today, 140 years later. Um, but in fact, in, in many ways, coming at a revisiting of these of these old collectible uh, magazines from this paradigm um, that we've been discussing here on the show, it's it's like a breath of fresh air. And you're thinking, what happened? What well, it's like, th- these are light years more advanced than what we're doing right now with this hatchet job uh, medicine approach to medicine that involves dealing with symptoms, drugging people, vaccinating people, cutting people up, which you'd think we should have been light years uh, beyond this point at this moment. But it's like a dark age almost that that's masquerading as modern science. But you mentioned that a lot of this has been artificially done for political by political agendas that we don't know about. You mentioned the Flexner report. I didn't even know much about that until very recently. The Rockefeller Foundation, their operation. Could you say a little bit about what happened to science? What is the Flexner Report? What happened to science that that derailed things? This this is the big, uh, an absolute question. And I have to say that I'm barely scratching the surface of it. And even when I scratch the surface, I see a very, very incredibly dark universe with extremely um, intentional planning and this is the biggest question you can make why would you try to disempower people why would you try to create a system of thinking nutrition and medicine where people slowly got weaker instead of stronger why would you um, suppress science that was inspiring and create um, 
flat science, uh, narratives of a destructive universe and entropic universe when, when we know today, as a matter of fact, that the opposite is true. Um, and it's it's being it's right now i would say it's my the thing that i wake up with and and go to bed with why would you why would you do that so i don't have the real answers but but i would say that my intuition is that and this is purely personal non-scientific uh intuition is that the only type of mindset that could want to suppress rest of humanity is a mindset that lives a life of fear hmm. uh, first of all they have potentially amassed a fortune they want to be in control control of the destiny of of what's happening around them and it this type it's like a meme well what i i think um richard uh, dawkins uh termed it a meme a kind of meme as a idea that works like a virus you pick this idea that for example malthusian uh, world uh, perspective that ultimately uh, population growth is going to outpace the sources and then we're going to uh destroy ourselves in in a sea of chaos um whereas you know, we could also think about it as we're always in, innovating new solutions technologically and 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 we will always find solutions if we have energy and if we can think with our brains. So the, this whole idea that suppressing and making people sicker with intentional, slowly uh, accruing mechanisms and toxins and medicine, negative medicine and nutrition, it's so perverted that it doesn't make any type of uh, type of sense, except that we're if you were dealing with number one psychopath who is in a deep state of fear. Yeah. Um, and and when you go to the uh, and start looking at the history of 20th century, the sociologists, etc., who were part of the uh, uh, Tavistock. Uh, school and MIT and Stanford Research Institute, you start finding these hundreds and hundreds of, of organizations where um, they were researching how to disempower, how to demoralize, how to weaken the mindset, how to control the mindset. And I'm wondering why this massive effort, it's, it's all out there. It's not a conspiracy theory. These are mm -hmm. You can find all the literature. You can read yeah. the works of all these authors. Why are they f following this type of a plan when, you know, you could also think completely from a different perspective and say, if, if you want to live in a community, would you rather live with intelligent, strong and healthy people? Or would you rather be in a place where you are just one guy controlling everything and everyone else is sick? You know, this is yeah. the polarity of how sick the the underlying thinking is that is guiding our systems and governments right now wef schwab uh, schwab and 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 uh, the plans they have for 2030 this it's all going under this system and it's being enforced so now we're coming into a crunch we only have basically a couple of years we have to go against that energy with a positive mindset 
and yeah. and something that for me is very profound um, is that frequency medicine is not just you know machines and and these uh, gadgets. It's also about mindset. A mindset is a frequency, um, and and different mindsets and perceptions are frequency. The higher the the frequency and mindset, the more energy it gives you. So there's a very interesting author, David Hawkins, uh, was a kinesiologist, triple PhD, who, who started researching how energy changes in the human body based on the mindset. And he basically created this evolution of consciousness map where he could track the energy when it went from a state of pride, the lowest energy being shame, but then it would go up it would go up to pride and you would still use more energy than generate more energy. But when you took that step from pride to courage, the system suddenly became self-sufficient energetically. And it's this step that we are facing right now as individuals um, to do something that we really believe is the right thing to do, to speak the truth, and to act with courage, to spread the truth, even if it goes, even if you get fired, uh, not to follow the um, dictums that are obviously insane, and and start making some noise because the, staying silent is is deadly right now. And I think this is this is the step. Frequency medicine is about today, really changing our collective frequency this way. Mm. No, that's very well said, and. Uh... No, I, I think the the shifting of the mindset from, I mean, light is something which we know can, under certain circumstances, have attributes of a particle, but under other circumstances that you, you can review, it behaves a lot more like a wave. And the question is always, okay, if it has these two different weight aspects to the same thing, we have a choice. Either we can compartmentalize the universe by saying, oh, well, thus it is two diametrically opposing things, as many are want to do in the standard model today, which is that it is both. Uh, it is it is it exists and it doesn't exist. It is it, it's a wave, but it isn't a wave. And it, so it creates almost this Alice in Wonderland absurdism, which takes you down a path, which when you look at um, I, you know, I was, I was surprised to read some of the uh, the objectives of many of the MK Ultra psychiatrists who are receiving a lot of Rockefeller Foundation money, uh, Carnegie Foundation money over the, the Cold War, many of them were actually looking at how do you um, create schizophrenia as a pathway towards what they thought of as being health? How do you create disassociated uh, victims, people, as far as your patients are concerned, as somehow another therapy towards making people healthy? And yeah. all of this is like just fragmenting the pers the personality into little shards and and uh, atomizing us as individuals from the whole by design, which is in very much in conformity with the with the the shifting of emphasis in science that fails to see that or that chose to no longer look at the the functions of electromagnetism um, as both. You know, yes, it, it can be this depending on your experiment. It could act like a wave, or if you reconfigure your experiment, then it could act like a particle just like we right. as individuals, but we should be thinking about integrating ourselves instead of breaking ourselves up, just like we should be thinking about integrating our idea of what, what light is rather than breaking it up into little pieces. So Ma Matthias Desme, I, I'm sure you heard of him, uh, the psychologist mm -hmm. uh, who uh, coined the term a mass formation. Um, 
I mean, he, he clearly uh, outlines how the sociologist and MKUltra pro projects um, were used in the last pandemic. I mean, it, it's a classic formula of isolation, fear, and then offering one solution, which was mm. basically va vaccination, uh, etc. Um, so that's what we're going to face in the future as well. And and when we go with the fear mode, then we're bound to with, we're much more likely to go with the mass appeal with the safe safe solution. And mm -hmm. that's why I think I think we are all gifted with enough consciousness to you know take hold of ourselves in that moment and lift our mindset. Um, from something that is fear and safety bound to something that is spirit and courage bound and and change change the mindset because ultimately only in that mindset are we going to find the alternative of what we need to do in a desperate situation um so we still have some control over ourselves mm -hmm. but i think the the plan is that none of us are in control in the next 10 years we're going to ultimately lose the game if we um let this plan go further yeah well i think what you've said as well about the nature of what it means what the word normal means is extremely important because we have a lot of psychological projection from distorted unhealthy sick sick people who have tried to project from what they believe our normal should be that we all calibrate our lives towards around certain standards, which are actually completely abnormal. And I like the idea that the oligarchy are not these collective geniuses, uh, these brilliant minds with esoteric Gnostic secret knowledge for the inner elite that is just superior than us. These are sick, profoundly sick, sick um, um, individuals who are part of this oligarchical um, cultural matrix that are projecting, that groom their themselves into sickness. And then that project downwards into the systems that they wish to manipulate their own sickness as if they want all, all of us to awaken a little oligarch, a little sociopath within us as our yeah. normal, instead of actually having a standard of well, what is normal, what is healthy. That's not supposed to yeah. be there. <laughs> right. So, uh, ultimately, it's it's a very subtle and it's brilliant Overton window that we've been going through into the, into the surreal. Um, mm. You know, the, the interesting other, other thought is that it, it's too late for classical revolutions. And I think uh, we've, we've been uh, going down this wormhole for so long that classical ways are not going to help. You're not going to change the system. You're not going to change these governments um, with political uh, um, uh, political power or independent uh, unions or coming together or um, demonstrating in the streets. I don't I don't believe that. I think that the time is to start thinking of alternative realities in the sense that you pull away and you start creating a new system on the side as far away from civilization. Um, well, at least from big cities as possible, creating your own uh, reality in terms of self-sustenance, water, food, uh, clean, foods and and nature and getting back into uh, this type of solution so ultimately what we are dealing with today it, it 
it's going to collapse, but it may take a very long time to do that. So you see, I'm I'm sort of on the on the fence. Like I I I know that uh, there's these these dualisms, these fault. Like there are real dualisms. There's right and wrong uh, as legitimate dualisms. But then we also have like these false choices that we were often told to make game theory wise, which is either um, fight to change the system from within or break away and have like make your own micro system. Pick one. And I, I, I'm of the view at right now where I'm thinking, well, a, a bit of both is, I think, important in the sense of um, needing to get back to nature, developing community bonds, being as self-sustainable as possible. But at the same time, we're part of we're using the Internet, we're using satellites, we're kind of like, I didn't make my yeah. clothing. Um, we're, we're still part of a, a process that involves like if people want to run for office or or engage in political fights or go go to a a protest or something. I'm, I, I think that those things should also be done to try to work Absolutely. to change the system at the, but I think it's the same time, like not one or, but rather like kind of top down, bottom up at the same time somehow as where I'm sort of like, yeah. That's what you're doing, Matt. That's, that's why I really look up to you doing great Gosh. work. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, we well, we all try to, we have to beat to the amplitude that we can. Right. And, and I think that's the, at the end of the day, what I love that what you've brought to the table to the discussion is not just a proper analysis of the battles over ideas um, that are either in harmony or out of harmony with nature that is tied to real political agencies that have real political effects in the world, which people have to take seriously. But you've done something also with it as far as practical applications of this, both in the form of lifestyle understandings that you're that you're able to communicate, but also technology workable functional yeah. technology that has a measurable impact on people's lives which i believe is a really part of the coming revolutions in health science which we're on the cusp of, cusp of uh, at this moment in history so i i really appreciate these things now if people want to look more into your work buy your product i know that the uh, the vital vital uh geez what's it called uh, what's the vital website vital vitalfield.com vitalfield.com is where you got to go coherent reality substack jan Bellman is your substack there's some fantastic material to read there jan thank you so much for taking the time thank you everyone for listening okay. this has been connecting the dots on tnc radio <laughs>